Hi everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us, um, it's so good to have you again here listening and tuning in to the Woke Up Podcast. So you are welcome to the Woke Up Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, as you guys know, we've been going through the Black Disruptor series. So we started off with the amazing Daniela Genus, who is our business coach. Um, and we, you know, interviewed some amazing entrepreneurs who are making millions in their businesses. And, you know, we've also interviewed some corporates as well. Um, so today we have Karenna from um, KPMG. And I don't want to introduce her because I feel like I'm not going to do her justice. So Karenna, do you want to introduce yourself um, so that people know who you are and things like that yeah sure so Karina Starkey Gomez from KPMG um my role is really broad actually so um I'm a coach and I coach people both internally and externally and I also focus on leadership development for our clients I've worked a lot in the NHS and with our healthcare clients my background psychology as well so I'm a geek I um I love, love reading about science and behavior and um which I guess is kind of why I've ended up doing the job that I do and, um, and I particularly like working with groups and helping people just to unlock their potential to think differently, um, often to have fun at work, to kind of just um, see themselves and the work that they do in a different space to achieve more, both for themselves and for their organisations. That's amazing. Would you say um, the, some of the work that you do is like motivational or is it more kind of like understanding how people operate in the workplace what does that look like oh so i'll describe a couple of projects i've been lucky enough to be involved in some really large healthcare projects so one um, was with the nhs leadership academy helping to design and now deliver their executive uh, development program called the bevan program and the focus of that was was really how do you help people to move into executive roles how do you help them to be different leaders and how do you help them to be more compassionate both to themselves to their staff and ultimately to patients to improve outcomes uh, and that's been running for seven or eight years now and I've been part a key part of the team from from its inception as well and um, and so that's very much working with individuals and groups to do that and then another piece of work that I've been involved in is more business focused um, working with systems uh, to help them to to do their workforce plans um, and often workforce plans and kind of modeling like that can be quite a dry subject but actually this is all about people and and getting people to work differently and better um and so one of the things that i bring that's probably different to others is about um that kind of real focus on the human beings and 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 you know yes you might need the right numbers of people um and the right capabilities do they have the right skills knowledge experience but at the end of the day how do you help them to really deliver um so so quite so again quite a broad role um, and also I really I just I like chatting to people so a lot of my job is kind of listening and having conversations with people mm -hmm. um, and and yeah so I, I, I I'm very lucky to have the job that I do and to be able to do that yeah that's amazing <laughs> so basically what you do in in KPMG is essentially coach people that's amazing it's really good. Yeah, essentially yeah I think most of my conversations um and and again this is you know I'll often be um either complimented or suggested on the fact that I I'll often ask a question so it's really easy to have an opinion and I do have lots of opinions on many things but but just asking people a different question getting them to to think and um and especially to come to a different point of view at the end um I just think that's really um 
really helpful so that's a lot of what I do is kind of bringing that in and helping groups particularly to come to an outcome or a thought that they wouldn't have done if I hadn't have been there supporting them that's really really good that's really good it's so amazing that um people when people think about working in a company like kpmg they think oh they must just be finance geeks or <laughs> people that look at excel documents all day but actually it's great and refreshing to see someone who's actually looking to make impact in people's lives and you know through conversations through coaching um actually works in a corporate space so if you were to kind of what's the, what's your title so that people can have an official title of what karina does Oh gosh, okay. So um, very boringly, we have uh, quite, uh, so my t job title is actually senior manager, um, which is very boring. I'm sure I should have a more glamorous job title. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Awesome. So um, what do you love the most about yourself or one thing that you feel about yourself that is very distinct? Yeah, so... Um, I, like most people who've got to my um, my kind of level in the organisation, you um, both ask for and get given feedback. And one of the things that I know is that I'm brave. Mm -hmm. So so that would be the thing that I, I would say was distinctive. Um, so story from when I was uh, very small in, um, in secondary school was that boys and girls uh, got to, so the boys did metalwork and woodwork and the girls did needlework and um, cookery. And um, and I couldn't sew, like I was never going to be a, sew, uh, a seamstress. And my cooking was always fine because I cooked at home with my gran. So I was like, well, can't I do metalwork? I would really love to do that. So um, so after much badgering, I swapped and uh, and was able to do metalwork. And then the year after, they allowed people to choose. So both the boys and the girls were kind of mixed up across those four subjects. Um, so so bravery would be my my one kind of quality, I think I would say, out of all the others. Wow. Brave. wow. Fearless as well. I guess brave and fearless goes along the same lines. Um, and just being able to, I think one of the things as well, um, you know, of one of the themes that we've seen across all of the people that we've interviewed are that fact that they're either resilient, they're either adaptable, they're brave, they're fearless. Um, and, and if you're listening to the podcast, excuse me, <clears throat> if you're listening to the podcast, just really understand that, you know, bravery is actually a really key key point a key um um you know ingredient for kind of success as an entrepreneur or as, a, as an exec or someone even in the corporate space as well absolutely and i think you're right about that um resilience as well because i think it takes a lot to be brave and i know um actually sometimes in my corporate career on the flip side the things that um I, I kind of not regret, but the things i look back and, and think well maybe that could have been different have been the times when i perhaps been a bit less brave um, mm. So definitely, I think you have to keep kind of reminding yourself to be brave and to be resilient and to keep pushing because if it doesn't work one time, then learn from it and do something different and it will eventually work if, if, if you've got the right goal in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So what did your life look like three to five years ago? Was it or like what would you say was the catalyst for any change that you saw in your career? Oh gosh, well, there's a few things. So, um, actually, funny enough, I got um, I got married in 2018, which is nearly two, nearly three years ago. So that was a massive change. That kind of settling down and um, yeah. being with my husband really positive change. Um, and a couple of years before that, actually, I had a period of time out of work. I um, I had a mental health problem, so I had anxiety and depression and had to take some time out. I'd got really overwhelmed with um, with the demands of work and um, 
and and just couldn't cope I was working too many hours and had too little support um so so that was a big catalyst for kind of what's important for me what kind of work do I want to do and and I guess how much of myself am I prepared to sacrifice to to be successful um that point you made earlier about being authentic really resonated um and I think sometimes uh yeah you do have to make choices and um and definitely that that those two couple of things were, were were um I guess having time off work was a negative catalyst but positive outcome and then getting married was another catalyst around well what's really important and what do I want from work what does success really look like to me yeah that's a good one um and I think go ahead Lali no no go ahead um I think with obviously with success um people some some of us we actually have this kind of um, one-sided view of success like oh it means like you know be climbing the career ladder and making as much money as possible um or you know or something like that you know and, and obviously just as you said you know you took a break from work because of obviously um suffering from some men- mental health issues um did you at any point feel um, like, be, like, because you took a break, it was going to take you back in your career. Or did you kind of just do it because you, know, you need to put yourself first and whatever happens, you kind of deal with it afterwards? Um, to be honest, I, don't, I didn't have a choice. Like if I didn't take a break, then um, I was going to probably be most mentally and physically ill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, it did set me back in my career, definitely. Um, it probably took me another three or four years to get to the point that I'd been at before the break. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and I, to be honest, I think that's probably true of a lot of people. Um, on the other hand, do I regret doing it? No, not at all. Because I, I, you know, if you're burnt out, you need, you know, A, you need to not be there again. Um, so I guess I know that I recognise the signs and do a lot more self-care now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also if it hadn't happened and I maybe pushed on, I might be one of these people who's at the top kind of going, actually, what's this all for? What's mm-hmm. the purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I refound my purpose. I definitely um, have a lot more skills and abilities now, and I I value myself a lot more. I think is the biggest change. Yeah, yeah. and that's so important because I remember going to um, an entrepreneurial conference a few years ago, and one of the speakers on the channel um, basically gave us a, a 101 on how not to become successful because he was talking about how he was not sleeping for 72 hours and working, working, working. And eventually like he actually, I think he collapsed and hit his head because he was that exhausted. And I think um, one of the key things that I took away from what you were saying is just that sometimes the hunger for success, it, it can't interfere with like, who you are your identity and your internal well-being because otherwise you can't become that successful person yeah absolutely and I also I also think as well when it comes to success I think success has to start from a place of identity and identity cannot be attached to what you do it's about who you are and it's your purpose why right why you know when we get in this podcast we always kind of get to this point like you know who are you what are you on this earth for you know um what's your purpose in life and a lot of that cannot be attached to what you do or else you know if if what you do crashes if you know your career crashes you crash (laughs) yeah yeah 
you know, as a human being, it starts from actually, I'm a human being first. You know, I was created for a reason. Um, and what is that reason? If that reason is as little as I want to be able to change many lives, that could look like, you know, making that one person smile that day. That could look like being a good wife to your husband. Um, that could look like different, different things. So um, it's really, really inspiring to hear you that, you know, even though you are, you are an exec, you are a senior person at work, um, you still understand you still have that concept and understanding of that balance, that um, work-life balance and that well-being, like your well-being is first. You need to be first before everything else. So really, really Yeah, good. I love that. Yeah. In fact, actually, somebody a few years ago said to me, put yourself at the centre of your world because no one else will. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lady uh, working at a different organisation, actually, who again was very senior and just kind of, I think that, it's really it's really easy to forget about yourself and then of course I think what happens to me and it probably happens to others as well if I forget to care for myself I can't care for other people so I start to get a little bit snappy with my team and you know unrealistic in my demands and 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 suddenly you get into a negative spiral so that kind of self-care then means that you can care for your team notice when they perhaps have got too much to do or a bit frustrated or there's something going on for them which then creates a much more positive cycle yeah, yeah, completely. So what would you say? I know you spoke about um, one of the things that has dramatically changed in the last three to five years. But what were, what were the things that you did that dramatically changed your life outcomes? Like what's given you this perspective that you have now um, where you're intentional, intentional about um, coaching people and caring about the person holistically not just how well they're doing in the workplace um to be honest I think that's kind of always been a bit in me so my mum's a nurse um and she was always very caring and I lived with my grandparents when I was small and I guess we say we all always looked out for each other and I kind of always had that value of of actually people are important you know just because of themselves not because of the job that they do or anything else um and uh, but I think maybe um, maybe it just got restated when when I got married and and everything else. Maybe I kind of just re- reinforced that even mm-hmm. um, you know almost going back to your values and your roots. Um, and then I suppose I've done in my coaching. I coach people around their strengths a lot, and you know when they when they're at their best, when they're really fulfilled, when they're really in flow, and um and kind of when they you know what's their best experiences and and when you do a lot of that and you think about it for yourself you realize that actually it's the it's the human things that actually give purpose and um and that's what unlocks creativity and innovation as well so 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 yeah i guess it kind of um just going back to my values kind of everything started to come together and and then i know that that's when i'm at my best at work um yeah Awesome. So good. What what habits would you say, um, or practice or beliefs um, that has kind of helped you, especially with okay, being your best at work, being your best at home, and things like that? Oh gosh. Um, so I do mindfulness, and actually since lockdown, um, that I've been doing a, a kind of online practice. There's a lady who does them over Zoom for twenty minutes at half eight every morning, and I've really tried to do that, and that's definitely helped. Kind of just ground me and. Um, just refreshing um and I've done I've had a practice for a number of years but it had kind of lapsed so this this kind of restating that's been really helpful exercise definitely even just going for a walk or 
um, or something more energetic, <laughs> like do, trying the couch to 5k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for me, for example, because I work from home most well, every time now, because obviously of, of the lockdown, um, even now lockdown is eased, still working from home. I find that actually, if I don't get out of my house, if I don't do something like walk, I might actually lose my mind or do ex exercise. Like, for example, the whole of the, the week, I've, I've not exercised once. And I woke up today and I was like, you need to exercise. So I made sure I would exercise and actually it sets you it sets you and you, you have that lip that pump ready for the day rather than oh this is another day i have to go past again um and you know especially people that, you know people like us who work in front of computers every day and every day it's so important to see the outside world to actually breathe and you know taking taking you know the park go, go for a walk in the park taking the atmosphere and things like that so yeah it's really really important to kind of make sure that um you're taking time out to just think and to review. Um, and allow you, you, you said, you said once to me about, um, you know, that time of reflection, that time of thinking is actually part of your work as well. And actually part of, you know, doing the best work. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm therefore, I, therefore, yeah. you know, <laughs> therefore I'm not working enough, but actually that thinking time is so important. Um, the time we used to think, actually helps us to understand how to best pivot, how to actually improve um, some of the things that we're doing in the business as well. So really, really important. Yeah. So do you see yourself as successful? Is If yes, why? And if no, why? Um, to an extent, yes, I do see myself as successful. Um, I guess when I compare, um, yeah, I mean, I've got a good job. I've got something I love to do. And, um, and I'm reasonably senior in the organisation. There is probably a little bit of me, and um, and I hope I can say this that kind of wonders if my if my background were different, if I were a different ethnicity, if I were white, mm. would I have had a more successful career? Mm. Um, and 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 I feel quite bold in saying that. And I'd been when I knew uh, we were having this podcast, I was kind of oh, should I say that? And I thought actually, do you know what? I've never said it to anyone, but actually, it's at the back of my mind. Mm. Um, so I kind of felt the need to say that, and I'm sure that others must must also wonder that too um so yeah, what, you know what sorry go Ian. um you know what that's so interesting i think i mean for us we are bold in saying that <laughs> we can say that in our chest um you know um you know i i, I for sure know that there's a lot of barriers um there's, there's a picture that i used to i used to work at um at rolls royce and there's a picture that everyone used to send into the afro-caribbean group um and it was a picture of two lanes first lane was a um, a white man suited and the second lane was a black woman and there's like loads of obstacles in the way um, and I think um, as black women the obstacles start from you know um, you could even say it starts from home it starts from what you know the pressure that you get put on your you know by your parents and it also starts as well with the, the microaggressions that work may have on you and people's mentality of who you could be or who you are based upon just the color of your skin or you know how you how you may present your hair for example and things like that so actually the opportunities that we may have although it may not be quite overt to some people that you know we, we don't have as many opportunities luckily it's changing fingers crossed obviously after the black lives matter movement um Although it's changing, I, I, I think we have to work a lot harder. We have to prove ourselves even more. We have to kind of use even more words, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to get the deal. 
more than you know our white counterparts you know there's a lot of things that have fell through and i wonder if it would have fell through if we were of a different ethnicity so or if we just weren't women yeah yeah that's kind of yeah and definitely things are changing like i see it in my clients and i know that there's clients that i relate better to than perhaps um a, a, a sort of white man might in the organization you know they're happier to, to speak to me just because we have a different connection mm-hmm. um and and i think that people valuing that perspective has come in but when i look back on my career i can definitely there's probably two or three points where i think um, no there was something going on there that was about race and and then as you say there's kind of little microaggressions and mm-hmm. and i think just um that that energy to fit in kind mm-hmm. of um it, i wasn't involved in the um early part of my career with kpmg with our afro-caribbean network but i can remember when i started to um, become more involved almost like oh my god this is so lovely like there's a group of us together who kind of just get it you know you're not there trying to explain to somebody how it might feel being the um only mixed race person in the room or when you walk in and kind of everyone's suited and booted and you've kind of dressed a little bit differently because you know because that's you mm-hmm. um it, it, it is very you can't explain that to somebody if they've never experienced it or that kind of look or the when somebody slides over you and or you're trying to speak and they just won't let you make your point and and you kind of there's part of you that thinks you go well, they must be going mad you know surely they surely this they, they can't be ignoring me or cutting me out and then you you sit with a group of people and you're like oh christ i'm not alone this is which is in some ways i guess a little bit just depressing but in some ways thank you know thank goodness you've got that space that you can discuss these things with and mm. um and have that conversation and then kind of feel energized that well, actually, I am going to do something about this. I, you know, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to continue to be brave because I know that that this is important, not just for me, but but for others. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, um, how would you say you've been able to like pivot from mistakes that you've made on your journey so far? Oh God. Um, it's so definitely uh, owning up to them. Um, so yeah we never stop making mistakes i can um and and one of the things i'm not great at is kind of um i i expect other people like if someone said they're going to do something i expect them to do it so generally my mistakes are, are, are more that i've kind of just assumed something would happen because i thought someone was doing it and i haven't followed up to check mm. um so 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 yeah so you, you always have to admit what's your responsibility and what's someone else's so being honest, learning from them, like I, whilst I've said I keep making mistakes, they're generally different ones. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So and and also, gosh, and and sometimes I think just being a bit kind to yourself, because whilst mm. you might go, do you know what? That's a a mistake. Actually, we're all human. You know, at some point, we're all. You know, something's going to go wrong. Um, something's not going to go quite as planned uh i think actually that that kind of acknowledging what what you could have done differently and 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 doing it better next time and also then that ability to be kind to others when they've also made mistakes mm-hmm. i um i i always say to people like tell me i'd rather not have a surprise and mm-hmm. and 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 then being able to hear someone else go oh god you know what i've done um and 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 listen to them and be kind about it i think that you know that culture is just it pays dividends definitely um, yeah 
And I think also, as, as I think that's a challenge, actually, as, as leaders, um, there's so much, you have a vision, you have a vision for your team, you have a vision for, um, for how you think things should run. Um, and so sometimes it can be quite frustrating if you're not seeing that happen. And, and just as you said, kind of like assuming that it will just happen because you think people would just get it. But as leaders, I think that one of the toughest things, that, I mean, I mean, for me, I can only speak for myself. One of the toughest thing is managing leadership and, um, you know, and results, you know, mm-hmm. um, managing the people and the thing. <laughs> like, you know, we need to hit our bottom line and also we need to make sure that we're not horrible to these people and we need to make sure that, you know, we're kind. You're also frustrated because the thing's not done, but you're also frustrated, you're frustrated because things aren't done and you're also frustrated because you have to be kind to this person, but this stuff is really annoying you. So it's that balance. And actually I would love to learn from you about that actually, like, you know, how do you strike the balance of being kind, especially when something is like very, very annoying, um, you know, you know, especially when it comes to like tasks getting done. Yeah. Oh God. Well, there's, I guess there's quite, there's a good example about that. So um, obviously in our business, we, uh, the clients pay us money to do work. Um, and often as an engagement manager, I'm in charge of the time that people spend on work. And, um, mm. and one of the things that I found useful is just making, making it clear to people, well, this is the task that you need to do. And this is how much time you have to do it. And, and, and that, and, and that open conversation about if you're going to need more time, you need to let me know because that will impact um, the amount of money that we'll make from this work. And, mm-hmm. and that has a direct impact on our bottom line. So I think it's that giving people accountability for what they're doing, being really transparent. And, and when I think about the times where I've perhaps um, been frustrated with others, it's because mm-hmm. I perhaps haven't been clear what their accountability is and what I expect from them. Right. So you're able to make that clear and then people generally do step up um, and, and want to do that because most people come to work to do a good job definitely that's actually yeah. good advice good advice thank you <laughs> and it actually makes you reflect on you as well because obviously you can only you're only you're the master of your own communication you're the master of your own decisions you're the master of your of what you want right so um i think for me like what i struggle is with is I've made something clear, but it's still not clear enough <laughs> because everyone has different lens lenses that they see things from, um, depending on like life experience and depending on career experience. Um, and also everyone has different ways of understanding different things. Um, so yeah, like really, really important. And just kind of reiterating with like, people and just asking them, was that clear, you know, or do you want me to expand? Things like that. Thank you for yeah, that. That's so true. And I think, um, I think that's why something I've started to do is I've begun to ask others that I'm talking to, what did you hear me say? Because, or what do you understand by what I've said? Because sometimes I, I'm, I will say something and I think I'm making sense. Uh, maybe I've used the word and they're just like, yeah, that's not how I understand that. So like even with family and friends, I've just begun to ask, okay, what did you hear me say? So that I understand what you're hearing. So it makes sense to me. So I know how to understand what's been understood and what hasn't been understood. I love that. What did you hear me say? Yeah, that's that's really nice, isn't it? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Do you want to go with the final question? Yeah. So what is your advice for women who may be confused about the path they should go on? So, 
you know, there might be different opportunities coming at them. And right now there is like a massive, well, obviously the economy is not doing so well, but there's also like lots of opportunities out there. What would you be, what would be your advice to, to those women? Oh gosh. Um, so think about what you're really good at and try and find something that helps to, helps you to do that. Um, don't be frustrated if you have to do something that's not quite your ideal job for a little while, because we all have those moments. You know, you ha- yes, of course, follow your dreams, know what you're good at, and, and don't settle for second best. On the other hand, you've got to be practical about bills to pay. So I think having a plan would be my kind of practical tip. Like, if, if today the job that I'm being asked to do is, I don't know, I guess in my world, um, Often in a recession, we get asked to do uh, reorganizations and work out headcount and how many people organizations can reduce. Now, that's not the most uplifting work. Um, Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you can approach it with um, being ethical and being fair and being kind of, you know, with, with real principles in order to do that well. And to do it so that people have the best experience in the in bad times so so you can kind of approach whatever it is that you're able to do at the moment and also i think that bit about continuously learning so look for the thing that you want to do that it's a little bit like the thing you're doing now um but kind of adjacent to it so in my career i've kind of um i started off in hr i moved into working more with teams and team development Um, I always ask my organisations for development, Um, even in tough times, organisations will often sponsor you to learn and develop and grow because actually why why would they want an unskilled workforce Mm. Um, where they even where they might be um, concerned about pay rises and things. I mean, obviously, that's that's, you know, that's always difficult, but but don't give up on making sure that you're learning and growing and developing, however, that is for you. Um, And and have a plan, you know, where where is it that you really want to get to? and work out how to get there even if you might not be in the ideal situation now i think they would be my kind of top tips amazing so being practical i think a lot of us you know, especially young people young young women we have dreams and we just think i'm gonna i'm gonna chase my dream which is fine and absolutely okay we're a very passionate generation um but sometimes i think we, we find it hard to strike that sustainability balance like what is actually sustainable for me um and actually a lot of things that are sustainable are not the most fun things <laughs> to do <laughs> yeah. if we're being real with ourselves and the, you know you know you, you have to look at what's the grand scheme what's the what's the big picture and how does this fit into the big picture so really really great advice thank you so much for that i feel like i'm talking to my mom so yeah amazing thank you so much um for you know having a conversation with us. I'm sure our, our listeners um, have learnt a lot. You know, if you've learned a lot, please, please do send us, you know, a message, you know, in the DM on Instagram or even comment on the, I believe on, on Apple Podcasts, you can actually comment. So you can just comment and just tell us how you found it. I'm sure um, you, you've, you've, you've gained a lot. So do you just want to plug um, anything that you're working on right now? It could be a personal project and you also could be work you know, work related as well. And also tell us where we can find you on social media, um, you know, LinkedIn, things like that. Cool. Well, so on LinkedIn, I'm Karina Starkey Gomez. Um, and if anybody uh, is curious about having a conversation about how coaching and leadership can improve their organisation, particularly in public sector, please get in touch. And, and I'm also very happy to, to offer any informal advice if that's, or, or support if that's helpful to people. Um, and it's been lovely to talk to you both today really enjoyable 
This has been really good. This is a good conversation that we've had. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we really, we really, really enjoyed it as well. And it's really been good. And actually it's helped me. Um, not a lot of times these conversations help me and help me as the leader. So thank you for that. Um, so Lauli, what's the work work for this week? So there's been a lot of wisdom in this episode. And I think one of the key themes is this um, understanding of who you are as a leader and also what that looks like in the relationships that you have. So work work is to find John Maxwell's laws of leadership. So it's called 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And I definitely recommend it. It's incredibly interesting to see how um, leadership practices can be picked up even in um, mutual relationships in the workplace in church whatever community you're part of make sure you go and check out that book it's definitely a good read and i recommend it awesome till next time ladies bye